0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. You know, one of the, the things right now with uh, no doubt, you know, the market being, um, you know, maybe a couple of the, the worst days possible for the market, there's been a lot of things that are have kind of come to light. And I think part of what you have to realize, or we, we have to realize, it's not you, because I think we all have to realize this or recognize this, is that, you know, during, you know, as early adopters, as those that are early in a space, there's oftentimes this feeling of extremes, right? Extremes, highs and extreme lows. There's also oftentimes this feeling of, of you know, it's either doomsday or we're changing the world. And those extremes can be not only very trying on our mental health, and of course, this is Mental Health Awareness Month in May, which is very interesting that you know the last year the worst day of the or the worst month of the year for crypto and, and NFTs was May uh which is was mental health awareness month but the the thing that that I think it's important is that what oftentimes comes to light is like when we we oftentimes know doomsday type scenarios or, you know, worst case scenario, or, you know what, if this, this and this happen, it could be, you know, catastrophic. And I I actually think it's important to understand some of those things from a, you know, hey, what are, what is our risk versus reward? What are our, the, the things that we have to, to deal with? Or, you know, where is, you know, should we be focusing our attention? How can we protect ourselves? But we also have to recognize that there are oftentimes bigger things in play when it comes to why some things are, are, are said or not said. And so, for example, you know, when when things start to make a downturn in any early adoption, one of the first things you'll notice is the the haters, the naysayers, the skeptics will use this as validation to why they don't jump on every shiny object or why they don't believe in the blockchain or cryptocurrency or, you know, uh, I told you those, you know, the NFT bubble would, would pop, whatever that may be. Now, these powers that be, sometimes it could be the media, sometimes it could be politicians, sometimes it could just be our spouse or our family. And it's very easy for us to kind of sit in that and be like, you know, maybe they're right. And, and they might, there, there might be some haters, some skeptics, those that have, you know, avoided, you know, getting into this space and they might, those people might be right. Right. They might be the ones that, you know, are, are kind of setting themselves up, uh, you know, for, for maybe the most, more success, um, than many of us are. But the thing that I think is important to kind of recognize, and, and I, and I want, I really think this is just one of those things that we have to just take a step back. And I know <laughs> It sounds like I'm kind of uh, beating a dead horse, um, and I hate that. And I, that that, analysis, that that's, we need to come up with a better phrase than that. I mean, what a horrible phrase! Um, <laughs> I mean, some of the things that we have in our culture, right? Um, but I, hey, I digress. But the you know the thing that I you know, keep repeating is that we must define success for ourselves. We much we must document and we must have. Clear goals that we can measure against that success, and you know it's going to be short-term success. It can be long-term success. I'm not a huge fan in setting like a whole bunch of like yearly goals. I like I like setting like weekly goals and monthly goals, and maybe that's because of my neurodiversity and ADHD. But that's just kind of how I operate in kind of like the bigger um, sense, but. With that being said, like it's important for us to like when we hear things or we, um, we are all of a sudden you know questioning things. It's okay. It's it's. I think it's healthy that we should question things, and I think we should also recognize that drastic decisions, in in when we are kind of pushing the limits and doing things, is never healthy and never good. Right. I, I I can honestly say you know it's it's like one of those things where you know, uh, you know, in life, I think we can all probably uh, agree that, you know, when, when times are bad, it's very easy for us to over calculate or over click. And all of a sudden, um, now we are kind of like doubling down on that and all you know, it, and it's, it's very much like, you know, I, I like to think of it from the standpoint of like, Oh my goodness, all of a sudden I gained weight. when I, you know, I step on the scale, I realized I gained weight. Then like what I'm going to be doing is I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat two meals a day. I'm only going to eat, you know, the size of my fist each day. I'm going to work out seven days a week. Now, let's be real. If you're not working out at all and you haven't really been managing your weight or your calories or watching, you know, like going that extreme might be like, hey, that's like the jump start. But what has happened 99.9% of those times is that we either give up, we realize that's not for us. Or we recognize, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not that I need to do all of those things. Maybe I need to start with a couple things and start like kind of looking at ways for me to adjust. And so like, what I always like to say is like, when we're making decisions or calculated choices, especially in like the early adoption phase, is I like to say we should test it, we should te- tweak it, and then we should test it again. What I mean by that is... Rather than like you know all of a sudden shifting our entire plan, we should we should shift something and then test against it, right? So we can start to like make um, you know incremental changes uh, along the way, and you know this can be you know it it could it can be very easily easy for us to you know all of a sudden drink the Kool Aid, and and (laughs) really we can drink the Kool Aid in any direction, right? We can drink the Kool Aid of the the sky is falling. Um, you know, crypto is the enemy, but then we have to also look at like what is the alternative? Like, what is the what are the other things that are going on? Like, what does the stock market look like right now? What is the the global economy? We're dealing with a war. Um, we're we're still fighting through a global pandemic. Um, we have a you know, a, so there's a lot of like extenuating circumstances, and it's so easy for us to assume that like the one variable that maybe people are telling us is like hey i told you you shouldn't have done this or you know hey you need to you know what what are you thinking here and so the re- the thing that i think is important is like you no know, not only taking like kind of like that deep breath but like you know this is a great time Uh, To reevaluate right or even just evaluate as a whole like look back on your last 60 days 90 days Six months, right? It's kind of funny looking back, you know uh, on the six month uh, arena, right tomorrow will be our our six month uh, of the podcast and You know, I think it's just one of those things that we have to we have to really recognize as we adjust as we test as we tweak and, you know, some of those things are going to kind of come in to what are the things that we now think are important. And so one of the things that I wanted to kind of touch on, you know, this is a a Friday episode. And one of my goals with the Friday episodes was to tap in a little bit more into, you know, some of the, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day for a year. And I wanted to kind of tap into, you know, the the interesting thing is that the part that I don't think I even realized, right? is that not only has the landscape of nfts crypto changed over the last six months but you know each platform has changed each um utility has changed even how we evaluate um you know projects and how we think of, of like what is a successful project and the other part about this is like we Change as we get smarter as we get um, we we come together right and as we onboard you know new people into new spaces and so for me, one of the things that I've been you know recognizing is that you know when I early on when I was evaluating like a let's say a blockchain like Solana, I was oftentimes you know and you can listen to the the episode from a couple of days ago where I, I dove deep for like forty minutes on Solana as a whole. But I, I was often looking at you know the secondary market and looking at you know some of the the trends over the last three or four months around Solana, but there there's actually something that I've been doing now, uh, and this is probably this is the first time I'm sharing it on the podcast. But I actually think it's uh, kind of a it's kind of a beautiful way for us to kind of evaluate things uh, in this changing times, and what that is that I've been doing is I've been almost doing it like a blind taste test right so you know if for, for me one of the things that I realized it was it wasn't really a bias but it was based on my experience even if so if if I felt someone checked the boxes and, and so like this is a, a great way to set it up is if I, if if I had two projects that I was evaluating um, to buy today for our NFT today one was on Solana one was on Ethereum and they both check the boxes, you know, pretty equally as far as, you know, the team, can I trust the founders, the community, the, you know, is their uh, actual utility, you know, matching their projected utility. And then one of the things that I would, would look at is like, okay, what is the, you know, how much do I believe that this project, um, is going to be around and successful, you know, to hold on to, you know, all the way until, um, November. And I believe this is where like the the bias came in is I would oftentimes be like, "Well, I haven't seen a lot of very long term successful Solana projects, so I almost always defaulted to the ethereum um you know n f t project over the Solana one. but one of the things that I started doing was kind of stripping away the blockchain from the equation right and and also factoring in right stripping away the blockchain but also factoring in. The amount of money that we are buying in on, right? Because the other thing that I think is really important is that you know I talk. I'm I'm a huge fan of risk versus reward, and I think it's because you know I'm a computer. I was a computer science major in college, and you know I worked in cybersecurity for a decade uh, for the Department of Defense. And what I will do is what I I like to assess things is like okay, you know, and I will do this in like my day to day life of like okay, if I share this publicly what is the risk of me sharing this and then what is the possible reward and oftentimes we don't think about the rewards in in my opinion at a um a grand enough um perspective oftentimes i think we think of like very we we like to think of like micro risk and macro rewards right so it's like oh well maybe maybe more people will get to know me better the risk is like Oh my goodness! I'm going to alienate people, and some people are going to hate me, and I'm going to uh, my my friends are going to judge me, and my my mom might be surprised that I I shared something publicly about my mental health or whatever it may be. And I think it's important for us when we're doing like kind of this risk first reward to be very honest with ourselves, and and with that honesty also has to come into play. Like what are what are the things that we're factoring in? And and I will say like for me this first six months of buying an NFT every day, right? And if I look, I'm looking back right now over the last couple of days of the projects that we've, we've purchased, I haven't really factored in the price. Um, I, I, I factored in like, okay, wow, that, that NFT is costing a lot. You know, like that, that mint price is super high, right? Like if, if we're, we've minted a couple um, NFTs that were 0.3 and 0.5 um, Ethereum, you know, um, in the over a thousand dollars, um, to mint the NFT. But for the most part, when it was under that amount, I wasn't comparing like, all right, well, this one's gonna be an $800 purchase. And this one was gonna be a $200 purchase. You know, should I, should I, like, I would evaluate them very equally. Right. I wasn't kind of factoring that in, but I noticed that being like, that's probably not, um, great for our entire, you know, methodology, our, our our entire, you know, economy. But in a way for me, it was more of like, you know, I like to play in percentages, right? So just because, you know, the average floor price of a project is whatever it may be, that doesn't mean that it's successful, right? It's so funny when it's so easy when people are like, well, you know, I love that that project is holding at a, at a point ETH, 0.8 ETH, uh, floor, and I will often ask things like, well, what is what was the mint price of the project? People are like, oh, I don't know. It's been about 0.8 for the last like two months. I'm like, well, that's funny because if it was a 0.4 mint price, well, they've doubled their their, their floor. But there's a lot of projects that I've bought in at 0.04 and they're at 0.1 as a floor price. But you know what's funny about that is we don't look at that project as more successful than the other project. But if we took a step back, that project two and a half X'd their mint price and the other project just doubled it. They just two X'd it. So ultimately a project that that mints at 0.04 and is now 0.1 should be looked at more su- as a more successful, you know, if we are just judging it on floor price, than a project that minted at 0.4 and is now at 0.8. And you know, one of the the things that we like, I look at a lot of this. You know, w- when we kind of manage these things, is also we have to recognize like the time, right? Like when something drops, what is what's going on? Like I will tell you, there's a couple. You know, we we I'm, I'm going to put this out there, right? There's the the last three days. Right? We we minted uh, Cartoon Kids, uh, which is a project on Solana. Um, I will say, like when I started looking at that project, the artist um, is has been around for a long time. Very successful offline, online. Um, they also have a very dynamic kind of um, integration into a couple other um, communities. The next day, we minted uh, Soul Phoenix, which is a, uh, you know, a 3D series um, that is kind of working on, on, a, on a game. And I will tell you, the reason that I liked that project is they already had a Genesis version that kind of had already rolled out. And the Genesis version, although it was a much smaller um, collection and it didn't like have like massive success in the Solana um, blockchain, it did have, it did, it did maintain. And I looked at the activity log and I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting because there's a lot of people that bought in uh, originally and they're still there and they're, they're excited about what is, um, you know, what is to come. And then you know, uh, actually, just yesterday, um, you know as we're recording this uh, for those that are listening, um, the space plus uh, NFT dropped, right? and and this one uh, you know had, in my opinion, kind of had a uh, a decent amount of uh, of hype behind it because um, they are, you know, not not only are they um, integrated with you know these brands like NASA and you know other, I mean, they have some really great partnerships. Um, involved in their uh in their project and that's one that you know we, we don't talk about enough here on the podcast but like you know their their collaboration partners is like NASA Orbital Reef Sierra Space Blue Origin um you know they when I went through their like team um like their NFT licensing agreement is you know a very detailed PDF um where they kind of walk through the the full licensing agreement and so this is part of that like that due diligence where you know, for me, like, and, and I'll just, you know, like this is a great like, kind of way to kind of level set where we were just kind of at, but like the price of this one that we minted yesterday was if I added the last three Solana projects that we minted together, it would be still less than the mint price of yesterday's project, which is the the space plus project. Now I will tell you like that, those are things that we just kind of have to like factor in. But we, I also recognize that like, they couldn't have been minting on a worse day, right? May 11th, I believe will go down um, as one of the, you know, the days that we remember, you know, six months from now, we're going to talk about, do you remember May 11th? Which, you know, is really interesting because we launched on November 11th and then it's May 11th. (laughs) Uh, There's something really interesting about um, that as a whole. Um, and, And so I just, I just think it's so, it'll be interesting for like me to look back because, it really is the easy six month mark, right? Like we started on November 11th, six months later is May 11th. Um, and, you know, the, the day was you know tragic for so many, especially those that were holding, you know, some of the uh, stable coins or quote unquote stable coins that, you know, I feel very um, like my heart hurt yesterday. I, I had a sickening feeling in my stomach with a lot of the things that were kind of going on. But with that being said, the other piece of this that I think uh, that I wanted to share is what I, what I was looking at when I was looking at this project was, yes, they might be minting during the worst time period ever. Their mint price might still be a little bit high. It was 0. 0.175, uh, I believe was the the mint price uh, for the Space Plus one yesterday. But I will tell you the idea of the the amount of work that they put in to the business plan and to the like the ultimate objective to me was pretty impressive, right? Like I was like, wow, they, they really dialed in, like they're prepared to make this a long-term experience. Right. And, and in, in some cases, like it's hard to find that being, you know, the case in some of the other projects. Now that doesn't mean every project needs to have all of those things to be worth, you know, uh, minting, right. Another project that we minted, um, you know, a couple of days ago was thunder buddies, and a couple people, people reach out to me and say, like, Brian, why did you mint um, Thunder Buddy? like, what about their roadmap, their plan? And it's very easy for us to like, you know, like, well, why did you mint this one on this day and not this one on this day? Well, you know, my use case is a little different because I'm picking one every single day. So it's not about me comparing. I, I'm not trying to compare NFT projects Like what I'm minting today is very hard to be compared to what I minted a week ago because it's, I'm picking the best possible project today, not the best possible project over the last week. But with that being said, I also look at the kind of the, some of the trends and some of the things that kind of involved. And, and I will tell you. You know, with the with the Thunder Buddies project, which is the one that I um, kind of explained. You know, their roadmap, their um, you know, some of the things that they have, even with their team, as far as um, you know, doxing and um, what they have going on. To me, um, you know, there's you know a tokenomics component um, of it. There is, of course, you know, they have a little bit more higher level um, information. But what I liked about their project is the way that they are kind of. Um, integrating into the community, the way that they are celebrating others. Um, I like the art. I like the, you know, they, I was in one of their Twitter spaces and I was really impressed with um, what they had going on. But I will also say like they didn't mint out. Right. And their floor price dropped pretty drastically. And um, it might be easy for us to like assume like, okay, that must've been a a fail, but let's face it. They minted at 0.03, which is a very low entry point, which I actually think is a, is a, is a positive thing. And, but they also minted just before everything came crashing down, right, where we are losing 30% in the stock market and all these other, you know, exceptions. So with all of that being said, this kind of goes back to my very, you know, beginning, you know, of this conversation where we can't, we can't look at, you know, during extreme times or downtimes or, you know, as we are kind of, you know, kind of stuck in this bear market it's very easy for us to Monday morning quarterback. And for those that aren't familiar with that term, I know not everyone is American football that listens to the podcast. You know, it's, it's the idea of like after the fact going back and making really strong judgments, what we, what I like to do, and this is something I do on a regular basis. And I'm going to share this more on the podcast moving forward as well is I like to assess like some of the things that like, okay, Brian, what were the decisioning factors on this? And where are those decisioning factors still valid today? And those decision factors are going to change depending on our environment, depending on our landscape and even depending on what we're currently holding or how we, you know, kind of plan on, uh, you know, adjusting it and moving forward. So with all that being said, my, my best advice is to, you know, assess Listen, learn, recognize some of the the things, but also, you know, go back and kind of look at some of like, you know, I would even go back, like, let's say you minted uh, a Meta Whip or a Playboy Rabbitar or a Crypto Dad or um, Crypto Chicks or Alpha Girl or Expansion Punks. Uh, These are projects off the top of my head that I, that I've, you know, was very, I'm very strong on. Uh, Many of them I had guests on the podcast. It's so easy to be like, man, that project, I can't believe I, what a fail. Like I, I've made the worst mistake ever, but like, it's funny. I went back and listened to one of the the past interviews I did with one of the founders of a project and their project, like, you know, openly has been struggling a little bit uh, as of recently. And, um, they actually just reached out. I'm going to be doing a collaboration with them, uh, in the very near future, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not pumping my bag. So I'm not even going to mention who they are, but, the thing that's interesting is that I went back and like listened to like part of like the reason that I was bullish on them and the reason I was excited about their project. And the funny thing is none of those things have changed. The landscape has changed a little bit. The market has changed and even who the core holders are has changed. And so for me, I still believe it was the right decision at the time. Now I should also be able to learn from that and say, okay, If I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm valuing a couple of these things, how does that, you know, quantify in the future during good times and bad times? Because here's the piece that I want to leave you with. If you're looking at your projects right now and it's very easy to be like, man, I'm not sure what I should do. Like, you know, a lot of these projects are going to zero. Well, if they're going to zero, let's flip it on its head and say, what happens if all of a sudden a couple of these projects just really double down and own you know are there for their their community during these downtimes and people feel like united and all of a sudden everyone who owns three is now buying five more and all of a sudden they're adding some massive utility at nft nyc and they're dropping a a really fun uh, metaverse collaboration in july and all of a sudden like what is what does it look like if that project makes a massive resurgence And then what is the risk for you holding on versus trying to get rid of it now? Right. And I think to me, I think that's probably the most interesting thing of this Mint 365 project. Like, like me looking at the project holistically, right? Like looking back over the last six months and saying, how much do we mint them for? What is the current floor price? Like that is very like web two approach to like success, what I think is actually more interesting is like looking at things and like how many people minted in our community back then that have found value, right? How many, how many things that in the, if, if I looked at the roadmap and the utility, how many of the things have actually been delivered on already and how many things are still to come? And lastly, I'll just say, I have a new factor that I've added to my 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 trust metrics, and I and I'm going to share out my uh, my trust metrics in, a, in an upcoming episode. I wanted to wait till after the six month mark because um, it kind of adds a little bit of validity to what I've been working on. But I've added a new um, kind of trust, you know, a, a new factor um, to my my trust metrics, and you know, part of it was, you know, for most that know, I break down like utility, as in like um, implied utility. Or, you know, a uh, nice to have utility, right? So like the idea for me, like in utility, it's like, hey, these are, this is the utility, I'm sorry, actual utility or projected utility. That's how I break it down. I, I went a little spacey there. And actual utility means these are the things that I believe that they don't have very many roadblocks to executing, right? It doesn't mean that they're going to execute on it, but it has, they have a high likelihood. Then there's projected utility of like nice to have things that they're putting out there on the roadmap, what I love to do, this is like my new way of uh, of looking at it is between now and November eleventh because that's my that's the end date right we're gonna we're gonna sell all of these nfts three hundred and sixty five of them as one mosaic collection on that day what what I look at now is what are the utility drops between now and then? And I will tell you, there's a project today right now that I'm still haven't decided if I'm going to pull the trigger on and, and I'll keep you updated um, over the next couple episodes if I do. But one of the things that, that I was a little saddened to see on the roadmap was I was first excited because they had some dates on their roadmap and not every project includes dates uh, on their roadmap. But then I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that says December January time frame for one of their big utilities. Now, that's not technically a bad thing for a November uh drop because as the build up to a utility is happening, oftentimes that's where the floor price goes up, that's where the demand starts to increase. But to, to me, the piece of this that I actually was that I'm adding in is how good is a project at communicating. Upcoming utility and existing value, let me say that again, one of the things that I am researching i'm studying and i'm analyzing is how good has the project been leading up to the mint or over the last couple of weeks or over the last couple of months at communicating publicly the the utility and the things that are upcoming, but then also providing kind of like that real time Um, access, because I, I will say this and I will continue to say this. It doesn't matter if it's a bull market or a bear market projects that over communicate that are transparent in the sense of like, if nothing is happening this week with a project, you should post in your discord. Hey, nothing's going on this week. Uh, we're still, you know, kind of working through a couple of our things, uh, excited to update you. Right. What has really been, the, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems with a lot of projects is when nothing is happening or they have to push things back, they would almost hide away from it rather than owning it. And for the most part, people just want to be up to date. Yes, some people are complaining. Some people might jump ship. But guess what? Those people are going to jump ship for sure if you're not communicating at all. So if you look at this back to this risk versus reward, the risk of you not Openly communicating changes or things that are going on the risk of you not communicating is that you alienate the super fans as well as the skeptics the reward of you over communicating gives those super fans something like to hang their hat on and yes you might still lose the skeptics but you were going to lose them anyhow so. That's where I went on this episode. Uh, I it went a little bit different than I had planned. Kind of, uh, I'm a sticky note guy, so I like you know uh, every episode I have kind of a, a couple different takeaways that I have on a sticky note, and that I want to kind of hit home. and And on this episode, I kind of leaned a little bit differently because uh, as I was looking at the projects and we were, I was trying to explain them. I really do hope that you know people take this time to like breathe, assess, and, you know, evaluate where you're at, evaluate the things that you're holding, the things that you believe in. And don't let the extremes on either side, right? The maxis, the people that are like way, drinking way too much crypto Kool-Aid and believe that, you know, the world's going to be decentralized by next year. But also don't listen to like the skeptics that believe we're going to turn off the social media and the internet and creators are just, um, you know, a passing fad. Because I think the extremes on both sides are the problems. And unfortunately, during these trying times, those extremes are really loud and I wish we could just tune them out. But as always, we are super powered by the ADHD coin at Rally. If you want to check out all of these projects that we are buying every single day, just jump over to our website. It's the Mint 365 Project is what we call it. Mint 365. Um, and you can just go to nft365podcast.com slash mint365. It'll pull up. We have all of the projects that we listed there. Um, the art, the the um, name of the projects, uh, links to a lot of the things that we have going on. So uh, check that out over on the website. And as always, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not finished.